Before dawn, milk cows work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the banking industry and about globalism and, uh, you know, what they're up to. Basically, uh, you know, this whole thing about the First Republic Bank seems to me like it's a it's a bit of a uh, planned thing like FTX was, you know, with Sam Bankman Freed. And all these people, where are they? Are they in jail? No. Sam Bankman-Fried is living the lap of luxury at his parents' home in California, from what last I heard. But it doesn't even matter where. He should be rotting in jail right now. But he's not. And the reason why we know is because there's two standards of justice. He happened to be a liberal. And he donated just about as much as George Soros, not quite, but just about as much, thanks to the fraud that is Ukraine. Because the world's globalist partners with Klaus Schwab, all of his disciples, all of his students, all of his uh, candidates that he funded and financed and got into the cabinets and penetrated the cabinets, as they said, the Justin Trudeaus and the Rutas of the world and the Jacinda Aderns, all of these players that keep on landing on their feet with these cushy Ivy League jobs like Jacinda Adern, uh, Adern just got over at Harvard for uh, spearing, spearheading AI like she knows anything about it. After she was shooting people in the face with plastic bullets, rubber bullets. Because they didn't take the shot all in the name of health. Yeah, these globalist monsters are worse than Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, and Vladimir Putin combined. And it's what was behind the 9-11 attack. Our CIA is a murderous, regime-changing thuggery of an uh, outfit. And they're directly joined at the hip with the State Department. 
so-called diplomats that want to do things peacefully and, and right the world. They could care less. And it all started really from like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all this. We hear all this stuff, the Bilderbergs, and we hear all of these different angles to these, to, to the precipice, the Prescott Bushes of the world. You know, we've heard all those stories. But here we are. In the days when Klaus Schwab reigns his iron fist over the World Economic Forum and puts financiers and banks and and uh, huge corporations, multinational corporations, in bed with politicians that he himself controls, can ruin. And you can't help but wonder, you know, this whole thing, like Jeffrey Epstein, there's a lot of new research that's coming available about Jeffrey Epstein. Where's the list of Johns? Where's the list of people that were pedophiles? Where are they? Who's Who went to the island and why are they not in jail right now? Who slept with the children and who made that business possible? And we're learning more and more that the CIA now, it's unequivocal that the CIA head met with the CIA head met with Jeffrey Epstein. How do you like those apples? Yep, oh, yep, boy. CIA director William Burns met with Jeffrey Epstein. Agency confirms. CIA director William Burns testifies before the Senate Intelligence Committee in Washington. Epstein on March 10th, 2022, related to Epstein. William Burns, the director of the CIA since 2021, met with the financier Jeffrey Epstein at least once after Epstein was convicted of sex crimes in Florida. The agency has confirmed Burns, an appointee of President Joe Biden, was introduced to Epstein by a mutual friend in Washington, a CIA spokesperson told news outlets. At the time, Burns was Deputy Secretary of State during the Obama administration. Burns also met with Epstein once briefly in New York City about a decade ago as the director was preparing to leave government service. Burns has stated that he didn't know much about Epstein, who had pleaded guilty to procuring a minor for prostitution in 2008. The director did not know anything about him, he says. Newly reviewed documents, including Epstein's schedules, listed meetings with Burns and other notable Americans, the outlet reported on April 30th. An infamous black book posted online years ago and filled with names and contact information and flight logs linked Epstein to dozens of famous people, with some such as Microsoft founder Bill Gates, the guy who's in control of your health. The guy that actually invented the virus so he could sell the antivirus in computer land. Well, that guy is now inventing the COVID virus to sell you the vaccine. And former President Bill Clinton acknowledging these are all people that are powerful and in charge and super rich and super successful. How do they get that way, being such perverts? But the newly reviewed documents include scheduled meetings with people who weren't listed in the Black Book. Uh Uh-oh. 
That includes Bard College President Leon Botstein, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT professor Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky, you know, guy's supposed to be one of the smartest men in the world, the best thinker in the world. I never heard a word come out of Noam Chomsky's mouth that didn't ring stupid. I mean, I can't believe that some of these people write these books and get these accolades and have such respect from their peers. It's all because they're they're Marxists and communists. They have such dumb ideas. They never run a store. They never ran a restaurant. They never they never ran a successful business. They just in, they just sell their ideas and their ook to sheep that are herded by the people with the money. And Catherine Rumler, who was a White House lawyer during the Obama administration, the Wall Street Journal reported. Okay, most of the people told reporters they met Epstein because of his wealth and connections. Well, there's more than that. So this is a... The reason why I bring it up is because the CIA has been doing this kind of uh, honey trap stuff for a long time. And they were they were working hand in glove with dirt on their opposition uh, that was that fell into the Epstein trap. Epstein was not a nice guy. Epstein was a dirtbag that basically ran a, a cottage industry of entrapment of powerful people so that they could be leveraged to run the world. So when you see these Hollywood producers and all these people that are super successful, they didn't get there because of of their 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 super intelligence or wholesomeness. They didn't get there because of their work. They got there because of who they know and the power and what they agreed to do. They were at the right place at the right time if you like that sort of thing. But there's there's this connection, you know, where the CIA is controlling our government. This is called the shadow government. And it's been going on since before JFK. And beyond that. And you just wonder, why why is it that we can't even get rid of this CIA now? I mean, with espionage like that, I would rather not have any. Let's just secure our borders, beef up our military, and let the chips fall where they may. Keep our eyes open and have a different kind of agency. Even the KGB is no longer. They have, they're called something else now. But what's happening also is that, you know, we have this Federal Reserve that's controlling our money. We have... Uh, these big banks that are controlling our money, you know, the CIA and the State Department were responsible for this war in Ukraine. The war in Ukraine turned into donations for to save Ukraine. And the donations to save Ukraine went into the coffers of Sam Bankman Fried's company, FTX, which then donated second to Soros, to all the Democrat globalist candidates to ensure their victory, and Klaus Schwab was happy. 
and BlackRock financed the whole thing. And if the narrative was changed in the mainstream media, BlackRock would stop advertising with your organization. You go belly up. And so you take a company like Fox News that's owned by more than 15%. BlackRock owns more than 15% of Fox News Corp. The Murdochs are the biggest globalists next to Paul Ryan, who runs the show over at Fox News. I had a friend send me about a year ago a picture of a politician at the top of the Liberty Center, you know, the new World Plate Trade Center replacement, and uh, that that ugly building that's in the southern Manhattan now. And she was at the top of this thing. There's a big event hosted by Tenio. And lo and behold, who was speaking there but one of their chief spokesmen, Paul Ryan. And she took a picture and she said, do you know who this is? Because she's foreign. And she didn't know really who he was. She just heard the name. And of course I knew Paul Ryan. I said, yeah, he's a globalist dirtbag. (laughs) He's just disgusting as a human being. Mitt Romney too. Mitt Romney was financing the war in Afghanistan, profiting from it, using his fixer named Kofor Black, former head of the CIA. Kofor Black, uh, head of uh, senior official at Blackwater, a mercenary group. They were knee-deep involved in the overthrow in Ukraine in 2014 with mercenary groups. They were on the board of Burisma. Kofor Black was. Mitt Romney was an investor on the black market for weapons, weapons for oil, oil for drugs, drugs for humans. Those are the four currencies on the black market. And the humans could be sold as slaves who work really hard. Or if you're a girl, you could be sold as a sex slave where you still have to work very hard. So you're either a laborious slave or you're a sex slave. But it doesn't matter. These globalists don't care because the world revolves around them. While you eat bugs and you don't fly anywhere and you don't eat steak, they're going to get the red carpet treatment, flying private jets, eating steak, getting lap dances by uh, little girls, little boys, whatever. The Podestas were involved in all kinds of freaky stuff. Nobody ever peeled that onion. But they went after everybody that was uh, supporting Trump for president. Every single person. I said this. I said, in the wake of uh, First National Bank, which collapsed, and then there's Silicon Valley Bank, and then there's uh, you know Swiss, Credit Suisse, and and there's Deutsche Bank, and there's all kinds of different bank failures. And you wonder, is this by mistake or by design? It's not like people didn't tell the Biden administration, hey, this inflation's real. It's not transitory. And Janet Yellen, that big fat liar that she is, and Joe Biden said what? What did they say? They said it's transitory. Even Jerome Powell said it's transitory. We think it's transitory. And everybody on the right, people like me that aren't financiers, knew better 
I knew it wasn't transitory. I could see the way that they were spending money and injecting cash into the market. That this was not fundamentally sound. It was not, it was Econ 101 stuff. No, no, no. I'm going to say that these people are smart enough to know what they're doing. I'm not saying that they're stupid. I'm saying that they're smart. And I'm saying that they are smart, but they're evil. And they're evil because they're rigging this system for a reason. They're creating a crisis so that they can manage the crisis. They're creating the problem so that they could fix the problem. Because when they fix it, it's like Cloward and Pivens or Saul Alinsky. When Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama studied under Saul Alinsky out of Chicago, and they said, first you have to tear it down in order to build it back up. Now, a country so large as, say, the United States, it's hard to tear that down as a whole. You've got to tear it down piece by piece and build it up piece by piece. And that's exactly what they're doing. So they're tearing down the banking. They're tearing apart our food. They're tearing down our health system. And they're building them back up as pillars one by one. They're not doing it like we thought, like all at once. That's, that's not possible. They would never be able to manage the control. They're tearing down our election system and building it back up. They're tearing down every single thing that they can. So when you think about it, this is all by design, pillar by pillar, strategic. You know, they're punching us as if they trained for this fight. They're punching at us with a, like a boxer has a one, two, four, three punch sequence. And we're thinking it's a street fight that, where emotions are involved. And we think that we have a fair chance of winning this fight. You step into the ring with somebody that's been preparing to fight you for the last 10 years. And they have all kinds of sequences and footwork and training. And you step in and you just think you're just going to have a tough man contest. No, it's not like that. They're perfectly fully equipped, trained, They've had meetings and strategies and plans. If you looked at the White House Correspondence Dinner the other day, you would have seen that they're all in on this. The veil has come off. It's like the Wizard of Oz. The curtain's been pulled. And this is what's going on. I said this. I said this just this morning, just before the show, I tweeted this. I said, what happened? What happens after Biden creates an inflationary crisis? After he lied and said it was transitory? Well, the Fed steps in and raises regional bank crushing rates like First Republic. You know, basically regional banks like First Republic are getting crushed by the Fed's steps in raising the rates. And they knew this. So what happens when the Biden creates an inflationary crisis by injecting cash and paying off his cronies, and paying off and buying support, and using border security funds to actually 
buy up processing uh, for, uh, channels to get slave labor into the country to appease his corporate donors and to get the sex trade in and to get the slave trade in and get these people registered to vote. You're doing all of this, rigging elections, fulfilling your promises to the corporate greed and getting donations in return just by opening the border and doing all of this. Meanwhile, we're having this stupid debate. A wall works. Yeah, that's yesterday's news. Everybody knows the wall works. They don't want the wall to work. Paul Ryan was the biggest liar of them all. So what happens after Biden creates a inflationary crisis after he lied and said it was transitory? The Fed steps in and raises regional bank crushing rates like First Republic or Silicon Valley so that they can be bought up on the cheap by folks like J.P. Morgan and BlackRock and Vanguard. These are woke globalist big banks that control their agenda, that control the agenda, that control the spending that goes on in media, that controls the politicians by their donations and all their corporate down, downstream. All the multinational corporations are owned by these three big banks. J.P. Morgan, BlackRock, Vanguard, they're all, they're all dependent on these big banks. And we've heard for a long time that FTX was a way to regulate central bank digital currencies. At the same time, they're crushing the regional banks because people have been saying, well, what's the point of regional banks? They were just set up to make a profit. They're not needed. And a lot of them don't cooperate with, with the agenda. They're independent. They're regional. They kind of adhere to their customers, some of them do. Shame on them for that. So it says here, BlackRock woke globalist big banks that control their agenda by using regulations they acquired in the wake of FTX partners, uh, their FTX partners, to strengthen their foothold on CBDCs. They will control your money, food, energy, credit score, speech, and mobility, like 15-minute cities, which the World Economic Forum is meeting today and tomorrow to double down on this stuff. And they'll remove your guns. They'll censor your speech. You will own nothing and be happy is what they promised. Is this true? You no longer own a piece of vinyl. You don't own a record. Half the time you're leasing a car, you're taking an Uber. Uh, They're pricing housing out so you can't own a piece of property. You have to rent, and then the rents are going up. They're controlling your money six ways till Sunday, whether it's through rent, whether it's through inflation. But, you know, one thing they know is that if they weaken you financially, you'll be helpless to fight back. If you were strong financially, if you built something great, as the middle class always was promised to have that opportunity, uh, you could rise up and be this independent thinker and be a problem for the deep state. They don't want that. They want to control everything because 
someone like Donald Trump or Elon Musk could come along. I don't trust Elon Musk as far as I know. But uh, I trust him a little bit. Just like Fox News. I don't think there's a more globalist organization than Fox News. I think that CNN and MSNBC were bought up by advertising dollars, by globalists, and controlled that way. But I actually think that the Murdochs and BlackRock are more more centered on the agenda of globalism than all the other media outlets. I think that Fox News could very well be the worst uh, globalist organization of the three big media outlets. I actually believe that might be true. And the reason why I think that is Fox News came along right before 9-11. And we now know that Al-Qaeda was in bed with the CIA. And the CIA and Al-Qaeda, two of the hijackers, were CIA assets. And then Fox News comes along and just before 9-11. And it just seems to me that they were sort of like part of the Bush dynasty, if you think about it. They were, they were to, to push the Bush legacy. And the Bushes, we know, are some of the biggest globalists you could ever imagine. And so were the Cheneys. And this is why Liz Cheney hates Trump so much, because Trump just peed all over the uh, globalist agenda. He did it in, in so many ways. So again, what happens after Biden creates an inflationary crisis after he lied and said it was transitory and the Fed steps in and raises regional bank crushing rates like First Republic Bank or Silicon Valley so that they can bought, be bought on the cheap? Somebody else said this. This is what inspired me for that thought. And they said, Looks like companies like J.P. Morgan and BlackRock continue to capitalize off of the design, off of this designed crisis. Design crisis. Why? It's almost as if they are collapsing all but the largest banks and selling off their assets to force us into a digital currency. But we can, but we can trust the banks, right? And so what they were doing is putting out stuff that says. Well, J.P. Morgan and all these big banks are leveraged to where you're never going to have any risk of losing your money. Never mind the domino effect or never mind what happened in 2008. They're saying these are one-and-done, one-off spinoffs. I don't know that that's the case. But, you know, at some point you got to figure out how to diversify your money. And if bonds are a better value than putting stuck, sticking your money into an unsafe bank, you're going to pull that money, and there's going to be fear in the markets, and that's going to create an additional run on the banks. The banks are only required to have 10% of the deposits on hand. It says here, breaking. Now, this was yesterday or the day before, so it's not breaking anymore. But First Republic Bank is seized and sold, but to J.B. Morgan and second largest U.S. bank failure. The FDIC avoided another banking crisis by seizing First Republic and selling it to J.P. Morgan, including all $103.9 billion in deposits and $229 billion in assets. First Republic represents the second largest bank failure in the U.S., losing 
$100 billion in deposits two months ago after the fall of Silicon Valley Bank. So basically, three of the four largest ever bank failures have now taken place in the past eight weeks. First Republic, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank. We also saw the spectacular fall of the Credit Suisse in March, bailed out by the Swiss National Bank and acquired by UBS. Most analysts don't expect First Republic to cause a domino effect like we saw in 2008. I don't understand how they can come up come to such a conclusion when we know banking is a confidence fame. Remember, in the U.S., we have a fractional reserve system, meaning banks only need to hold 10% of the fund's customer, customer's deposit. So a relatively small panic can cause bank runs. FDIC insurance can only do so much to restore, restore confidence in such an environment, especially in today's world where information and fear spreads faster than ever before. As the Fed continues to fight Inflation by raising interest rates, we are seeing more and more cracks in the system. Are you worried of more banks failing? Could we see a similar economic collapse as 2008? And, you know, then there's the debate over deflation and inflation and whether the Fed should keep on doing what they're doing. What is the terminal rate? That's the rate that says that's the sweet spot. There's so much to it. I think that they're going to pause on this rate hiking. I said this. I said, you know, everybody knows how I feel about people like Paul Ryan and globalists in general. I said, Paul Ryan, 2024's political support. Number one, he supports Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is a conservative, of course. So, And Paul Ryan is a pseudo-conservative. But they're pro-multinational corporate money, pro-globalist agenda, including climate hoax and open borders to support slave labor and government control to basically appease their corporate sponsors and donors. So that's Paul Ryan's first choice is Ron DeSantis. His second choice is Joe Biden, liberal globalist puppet. And then his third choice is Donald Trump, anti-globalist. His, that's his last choice. I think there's just about anybody on earth Paul Ryan would vote for other than Donald Trump because Donald Trump is not a friend to globalism. And globalism is what Paul Ryan is all about. So more bad news in the banking sector. Morgan Stanley, Morgan Stanley prepares to cut 3,000 jobs as mergers and acquisitions activity sours, Morgan Stanley is planning to eliminate 3,000 jobs in the second quarter amid the continued slowdown in the mergers and acquisitions space and increasing concerns about recession. As per a source cited by Bloomberg, senior managers are discussing plans to eliminate 3,000 jobs from the global workforce by the end of this quarter, according to the source. The proposed downsizing would equate to roughly a 5% reduction excluding excluding financial advisors and their support staff in the wealth management division as the fourth quarter of 2022 as of the fourth quarter of 2022 the New York based investment bank had a workforce of 82,427 employees 
So it's starting to go down. And 2008 was their lowest level of employees. So James Gorman is their CEO, said subdued uh, mergers and acquisitions activity is expected for the, well, nobody's investing. I'll tell you the truth. There's an internal story that probably I'm one of the few people to know about. And that's JBG Smith, commercial ba- commercial real estate. Uh, with the thing that's going on in Arlington, Virginia, with Amazon pulling the plug or hitting the pause button on their campus development. Yeah, they did buy the property for like $180 million. million. But JBG Smith over-leveraged themselves. They're a big commercial outfit, and there's several other smaller ones in the region that were trying to basically parlay and make good on the opportunity that Amazon was going to bring 25,000 people jobs, not just 25,000 Amazon jobs, but then all the jobs that fulfill that. So there's maybe another 15,000 on top of that. So making space for about, you know, 40,000, 50,000 new people entering the area. Then there is another development with Virginia Tech opening up a campus down in the same vicinity. And basically uh, Crystal City, uh, Potomac Yard, and Pentagon Row, and Pentagon City, and all these other little villages that are basically in the beltway of Washington, D.C. A lot of lobbyists, bigger government. How could you lose? And it turns out that there's going to be a lot of empty real estate uh, because they're building up all these apartments and condos um, that are just going to go vacant. And it's going to be an unbelievable disaster that I don't think that we're going to see for at least another four years. I think that the devastation is going to occur in this area, in northern Virginia, uh, in some in, in in a few years after after the buildings are built that they're building, and then the vacancies occur. It's going to be a real shame. Uh, Amazon's way behind schedule, and they're laying off more people, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. So the the problem is not that there's a lack of money, food, water, or land. The problem is we've given control of these resources to psychopaths. Yeah, I agree. I think that's true. All right, so got a couple more things we're going to go to here. Um, Mentioned the Morgan Stanley thing. Um, President Trump speaks of, uh, well, we're going to play that clip later, actually. Um, But there's a lot of other things going on in the world. Like, for example, our hypocrisy in our media. Uh, There was an interview with the president of Azerbaijan, and he destroyed the BBC reporter accusing him of censoring free speech, but can't give an example. It's so funny. It sort of reminds me of Elon Musk and BBC when they were talking about hate speech, you know. So it's kind of kind of interesting when you think about it. But let's take a listen to this exchange. 
Why do you think that people in Azerbaijan do not have free media and opposition? Because this is what I'm told by independent sources in this country. Which independent sources? Many independent sources. <laughs> Tell me which. I certainly couldn't name sources. Oh, if you couldn't name, that means yeah. that you're just inventing the story. So you're saying the media is not under state control? Not at all. I mean, NGOs are the subject of a crackdown. Journalists no. are the subject of a crackdown. Not at all. Critics are in jail. No, not at all. None of this is true. Absolutely fake. Absolutely. We have free media. We have free internet. And the number of uh, internet users in Azerbaijan is uh, more than 80%. Can you imagine the restriction of media in a country where internet is free, there is no censorship, and there are 80% of internet users? This is, a, again, a biased approach. This is an attempt to create a perception in Western audience about Azerbaijan. We have opposition. We have NGOs. We have uh, free political activity. We have free media. We have uh, freedom of speech. But if you raise this question, can I ask you also one? How do you uh, assess what happened to Mr. Assange? Is it a reflection of free media in your country? Let's talk about Assange. How many years he spent in Ecuadorian embassy? And for what? And where is he now? For journalistic activity. You kept that person hostage, actually killing him morally and physically. You did it, not us, and now he's in prison. So you have no moral right to talk about free media when you do these things. So, yeah, it's just the, it's the hypocrisy. They say one thing and they mean another. They want free speech. They, they, what they call speech is one-sided speech. That's what they want. That's what they want. And there's two standards of justice as a result. There's rigged elections. No one's going to police it. You got Soros DAs that are turning a blind eye to uh, election rigging. Uh, you got a media that's calling you a conspiracy nut if you say anything about J6 or whatever. Let's take a listen to Donald Trump talking about Ashley Babbitt. You know, we have very strong people in this country, and they've been sitting back and watching. They've been watching. They've watched that whole situation at the Capitol. They didn't walk in with guns. They shot Ashley Babbitt. That officer, bad things should happen to him. He shot her, and she was totally defenseless. She was like an American patriot. You look at her, everything online, the flag and the whole thing. She was an American patriot. They shot her and nothing happened to him. If that were the other way around, they would have been held to pay. But the people of this country just aren't going to take it anymore. They cannot take it anymore. I believe they gave the shooter a medal. She wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't breaking anything. You know, we. You know, the globalists have not reached the tipping point yet uh when they do they're going to realize that they made a mistake it's going to be too late for all of us probably meaning there's going to be a lot of bloodshed there's going to be a lot of terrible things it didn't have to get to this point uh but the evil doers the globalists the people like justin trudeau and the biden crime family and Klaus Schwab and these big banks, you know, and all these weak politicians that were basically afraid to step up uh, because, A, they didn't think they could make a difference. B, uh, they would have ended their career and they couldn't make any difference. So, I mean, in one sense, they're between a rock and a hard place. If they are a lone voice like a Rand Paul, 
you get nothing done and you know who knows you could be threatened you can get your ribs broken and you're in the middle of your lawn i mean whatever it is we've seen all this happen right all that happened and you can call it out but so far but then you have life threats you have all kinds of things you have career ending um you know dirt digging and you have all this stuff that is made up like the russian hoax is made up you know you don't even have to be guilty and you could be portrayed as guilty with this rigged system that we have this different disinformation this guy named seeing harry uh this kid named harry getting nuked by community notes on twitter day after the funniest stuff I've seen on Twitter lately. So basically these kids are on TikTok saying Gen X, Gen Z or whatever, Gen Z uh, is um, the reason why they don't like the Republicans is because they're intolerant, they're racist, they're whites, you know, whatever. So naturally we predicted on this show that TikTok wasn't going to go anywhere, that there was payoffs and, there was ad sponsor. You saw, started seeing TikTok advertising everywhere. Um, and we knew that the Democrats were in control of TikTok in some way because they're in bed with China and selling out America. And we've seen that with the Biden crime family. We've seen it with so many other things. But there's these kids that are paid $200,000. Sisson recently signed with Pallet Management. Pellet management received more than $200,000 from the DNC in the last eight months to pay these kids to act a certain way. Everything they do is fake. Everything they do is non-principled. Everything they do is just in control of the media that they control. But eventually that's going out of business. I I heard... That the Tucker replacement for this week, not not permanently, was Lawrence Jones. I'm not a big Lawrence Jones fan. I think he's an, you know, a moron. I don't think he's that bright. But, um, you know, not a moron. I don't want to say a moron. But I just don't think he's sharp. I like Will Kane, for example, right? But they put Brian Kilmeade on, globalist. And then they put... Lawrence Jones on, particularly just not very bright, right? And that's it. I don't have anything mean to say about um, Lawrence Jones. I, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. But I don't think he's ready for that prime time, number one. But that's a, I, I heard, and I could be wrong about this because I've tuned out of Fox News. I don't even watch Fox and Friends. Lately, their shows have been awful. So for this whole week, I have not even turned it on. And, um, you know, I've heard through uh, the gym, uh, people at the gym say, yeah, Fox and Friends has been terrible. But I guarantee you their ratings are going lower than they ever expected. So it says, men have forgotten this truth, said the Fox. But you must not forget it. You become responsible forever for what you have tamed is Fox News the enemy? Just to be clear, Fox just gave Dominion Voting an $800 million war chest to fight conservatives while shutting down two of the most popular voices for conservatives. Wow. Interesting. And do the math. 
do this math. 2016 to 17, there were 29 million flu cases, zero COVID cases. 17 to 18, there was 45 million flu cases, zero COVID cases. 2018 to 2019, there's 36 million flu cases, COVID cases with zero. 2019 to 2020, there was 38 million flu cases. This is where I don't know if this is true, but the doctor in lupus is a pretty reliable tweeter. She says 2019 to 2020, 38 million flu cases, zero COVID cases. And then in 2020, 2021, 0.0015 million flu cases, 32 million COVID cases. <laughs> yeah, we know that they were overinflating. And uh, let's take a listen to Tucker Carlson real quick. You look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quizlings, you see them revealed as cowards, you see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing, you know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that, through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war, raise your hand. Oh, nobody, right, you all know what I'm talking about. The instinct, which again is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this. I'm not mad at people, I'm just sad, I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really, you're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. You know, but no one else thinks it's ridiculous. Oh, no, it's the pronouns in the email. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? You're saying things you can't define. LBGTQIA+. Who's the plus? The plus is invited to my show anytime. Find a plus and I'll interview him. What's it like to be a plus? Am I a plus? I'm serious. I feel like I'm an addition. Does that make me a plus? No one even knows what it is. And the whole society, LGBTQIA+. All right, what's the plus? Oh, shut up, racist. Okay. Is that true or what? I love it. He just crystallized it. You know, we, we lose track of how nonsensical it is. But even the Democrats are starting to wake up to Joe Biden. But then, of course, I everything that the Democrats do is by design. They want Gavin Newsom. They're just sort of like, throwing up a trial balloon and figuring out, is it time? Is it ready to, you know, take Biden? They could take Biden out any week of the year. Any week they could take Biden down. Any week. all They, they got it sitting right there in the inbox. And the same thing was true about ISIS. They could have ended ISIS in two weeks, but they allowed ISIS to man those oil fields as mercenaries and they continued to pay them as, you know, basically killers and enforcers to make sure that those oil fields were still profitable for the politicians that were supporting that effort. Oil, oil pipelines going into Europe, oil pipelines going into Africa. And any toll collectors that got in their way, like Mubarak in Egypt or Gaddafi in Libya, they would just murder them, those monsters. 
There's war criminals that are globalists, and that's what happened. But even Biden, uh, they, there's this, uh, there's this, Demo- these Democrats, they're saying, "Oh, we don't want Biden now," and it's kind of interesting. But we have a caller. We're going to go ahead and take John from Chicago. Doc, good morning. Good morning. One thing you, yeah, you said something that resonated with me with regard to D.C. suburbs. You know, I've been going to D.C. off and on for several decades. I was a kid. I went to UVA, etc. And it's amazing how much wealthier it gets each time I've been there. And the number of Mercedes and Volvos and BMWs and Porsches that I've seen there has gone up seemingly exponentially every time I've gone there because the imperial city is built literally off the fat of the land. It is the super bubble of real estate super bubbles, and people in your audience may know this, but I'll mention this. At least five of the ten wealthiest uh, counties in the United States are in the D.C. area, either Northern Virginia or Maryland. I know. I, I pay is, I pay uh, here. You know, I live here. I, I live in Crystal City, and it's expensive. Everything is expensive. Right. I, but I think, I'm hoping, I hate to tell this, uh, Scott, I don't want to you know, hurt you financially, but I, I'm hoping there's a major pop of that bubble because that will say something about government. And I think it's it's got to happen at some point. It'll be the bust of all busts. But I think that's going to happen at some point. But right now, what you're seeing is you're seeing the top, you know, the the height of Rome, so to speak. And, you know, you mentioned the thing with Amazon's um, business area. How much do you want to bet if that goes south? They're going to talk about some kind of bailout for the company who did this. It's just this crony capitalism. Look, you thought you were going to make big bucks. Amazon bails on you. That's your problem. You didn't allocate capital well. A classic Austrian, you know, economic. Oh no, you that's know, true. That's true. I feel uses it right. JBG Smith uh, is the company that has all the property in this area. They went all in. It was basically they had a royal flush in poker. They pushed all their chips in, and then Amazon changed their mind. I'm telling you, it's going to be a disaster for them. Well, that is their loss to bear because the yep. money was theirs, the success is yours, the failure is yours. But I just, just, just what you said resonated with me. It is a bubble of bubble, and the housing cost, you know, houses that were forty thousand, you know, thirty forty years ago, you get for six hundred thousand now. I mean, or at least the land. It, it's that crazy. So, I just wanted to say that. Just, uh, just chime in on that one, Scott. All right. Thank you. All right. Have All a great right. day. You too. Take Bye. care. All right. Okay, yeah. Well, let's take a listen to this clip. This is uh, a Democrat. Let's take a listen. Democrats are divided. This is ABC, okay? Martha Raddatz and her guest. Democrats are divided on whether or not President Biden should be running again. You voted for Biden. I did. He announced this week. What was your reaction? Regret, disappointment, frustration. While it's very early in the race, that disappointment and frustration was expressed again and again by young voters we talked to. Democrats are divided on whether or not President Biden should be running again. You voted for... So I don't take that with any weight whatsoever. Uh, What I do with that is I uh, look at that as what the media is doing. Like, 
yeah, obviously Biden sucks. Everybody knows it, right? And they can end Biden any day of the week, like I said. And the question is whether they want Gavin Newsom or not, or what 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 are their plans? Um, Biden's is completely irrelevant. They know that Kamala Harris can't get anything, right? She's just completely bonkers, stupid. But who are they going to get? And then they have to worry now about this new wrinkle because I don't think Robert Kennedy Jr. is connected at all with the globalist agenda. I think he's your traditional Democrat, very liberal, but yet anti-vax and, you know, some some other things. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to play out because it's not so much about left and right. It's not about Democrats and Republicans anymore. It's about whether you're on the globalist agenda or you're not. That's really where it is, folks. That's what you have to understand the most, is that this is all about foreign influence in our country. Someone has hijacked and seized the country. And that's where we are right now. I said this, virtually overnight, trans terrorists, Marxists, liberal Democrats went from wanting acceptance and tolerance of their mental illness to becoming a terrorist group demanding to indoctrinate your children. This is another DNC strategy for power under the guise of equity and inclusion and victimization. And here there's a meme. It says, ages for starting gender transition, Duke Health, two years. UNC, this is a North Carolina outlet because East Carolina University as well, three years and four years respectively. Then there's this other meme that basically says, it shows this little black boy, and it says, so you're saying I can't pick my bedtime, but I can pick my gender? It should be common sense. Children's brains are not fully developed and thus not capable of making life-altering decisions, but apparently common sense is not a sense that common um, uh, that's common among Democrats. And you wonder what the what the true agenda is, of course. Um you have to wonder. Um, and then tomorrow uh, we're going to be covering uh, a lot of other stories like Blinken's connection with the uh, the Biden crime family. Um, we're going to be covering uh, some other other angles of the CDC cover up. And uh, and then we're going to cover some more on glo- uh, globalism. We got this guy named Russo. Uh, who is talking about the Rockefellers. And we've played a couple of clips in the past. We have some new clips that we're going to be playing from this guy. So it's going to be exciting for that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out org and buglecall.org. Those are our 501c3 properties that help us... Uh, you know, advance America first policies to make America great again. Part of the, the support of them helps support Scott Adams show and red state talk radio. And, uh, and also, you know, keeps us syndicated on outlets like 1180 WFYL. Um, so please do that and support magapack.org. Uh, use Red State over at MyPillow.com. We'll see you right next time the on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>